Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's a very upbeat Elm Park Rolls night tonight. It is two consecutive wins. Topped off with a 1-0 victory after over, I can't even speak, I'm so excited, over Blackburn Rovers. Fantastic return to form for George Puskas on his return from injury. And I've been joined by Jack Hillock. How are you doing, Jack? Yeah, good. Thank you, Paul. And I've also been joined by Alex Everson. Paul, George Puskas lives for score and I live to see him score. Yeah, don't we all? Don't we all? We love it. The man lives. Hey, man, I love this bit after the match when he says he missed scoring, like missing bread and water. And that was just so amazing. Kyle Kitchener sent that in to us on our EPR3. And Jack, what was your thoughts about that game tonight? Just a quick summary before we go into more depth. Yeah, I thought in, in the first half, we, we I'll probably say, controlled it in spells. And if anything, the way that Blackburn played kind of went came into our hands, we set up quite counter-attacking. We knew that they were going to try and keep the ball. And we're very happy for them to kind of bring it out of defence, try and nick it off them. And I think our, our game plan worked. As you say, Puskas, absolutely brilliant tonight. He was he was hungry as ever. You could tell that he wants to come back into the team and, and really cement his spot. So I think it was a, a really good performance in the first half. Ajaria and Richards, I'd say, were standout performance alongside Puskas. But then, yeah, going into the second half, slightly worrying the way that we were hanging on near the end. But... Yeah, overall, you know, three points is, is what matters the most at the moment. Yeah, Jack, those last 15 minutes in those two games have been heart-attack-inducing, haven't they, Alex? It's not been enjoyable watching, despite the fact that the opposition haven't really had any major chances. Yeah, Blackburn I, tonight didn't have any huge chances it, um, to, to score. There was no, like, amazing save that Raphael pulled off or incredible miss from Blackburn, but there was just a few half chances where your kind of heart was in your mouth a bit. There was a header from Blackburn with 15 or 20 minutes to go and, and the chance in injury time, um, which ended up with an air kick, like, both of those were, yeah, just a little, you know, little heart racer for you, but nothing, um, nothing major compared to Saturday, but... It is a slight concern that we're kind of clinging a little bit to these win uh, to these leads when we're when we're going ahead. But in the you know on the other hand, we are actually managing to hold on, which in you know in essence is the main thing. And if we do that, then to be honest, I don't really care too much. Yeah, no, totally. We now sit fifth in the league, uh, five points clear of Bournemouth. They've got a game in hand and obviously there's teams behind them as well. Middlesbrough are picking up a very late win tonight and Barnsley are very close to us as well. But all we can do is win our games, Jack, isn't it? So we saw one change with Puskas coming into the team with Andy Rinomoto missing out, unfortunately, due to injury. We don't know how much longer he's going to be out. I keep an eye on Panovic's comments. But were you happy to see the change? Obviously, we know in hindsight, but seeing Puskas coming back in and with a two up front, essentially. No, I was very pleased to see the change in fairness. You could say it was forced because, like you say, Rinomota was out the side, but Paunovic has been very much wedded to the 4-2-3-1. And just to see an extra striker up there, we've been, you know, saying it, hearing you say it on the podcast for weeks that, you know, Zhao has, has looked tired. He hasn't had any support. He just needed someone else up there to almost do the running and... You know, I, I really like the the change in formation. I think it was quite well balanced. You know, good attacking fullbacks, Yadon Richards in particular, as I said earlier, having a brilliant game. So I, I really like the changes when I when I first saw it, and 
when you compare that to you know the start eleven that he was putting out against Wickham last week, it's night and day really. So yeah, pleased to see Panovic throw uh, Piskas in. He definitely looked ready and had a great performance. So yeah, definitely pleased with the start eleven, and maybe it might be the start of a, of a bit of a trend of trying those two up top together for the next couple of games. Yeah, I've definitely been a little bit critical of George Puskas previously on the podcast, but i got to say tonight, he was fantastic, Alex, wasn't he? He did everything you want for a striker. Yeah, his hold-up play was fantastic. And I mean, that was one of the kind of criticisms that he's really had since coming to Reading is that he struggled to kind of bring the, bring anybody else into the game. But tonight, he, you know, he, he went deep for the ball. He held it up. He pushed the defenders around, showed his strength, um, chased everything. Uh, it, it probably, in all honesty, was one of his best performances for Reading. I know he's had games where he scored hat tricks and you know won games for us, but I, I really think tonight was probably one of his best performances. He you know dominated the game um, for the first forty-five minutes. Really, probably could have scored two, um, and you know obviously he had a shot from I don't no idea where somewhere back in Whitley for for his um, for his long range effort, but. Uh, yeah, he was really, really good tonight. And it's the perfect time for him to be coming back as well because you've got Zhao who's he's playing and obviously he's our top scorer and had a fantastic season. But if he's off form, um, if you've got a player like Pushkas who's coming back in and he starts to play well, then you know I think it's fantastic timing for him to come back in, isn't it? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, there's a Panovic saying about um, George Puskas tonight. He's delighted that he's come back in. He's worked really hard and helped us have more options in attack and be more creative. I'm very happy for the generous and unselfish assists from Jao in that moment as well. Now, Lucas Jao didn't have his best game tonight. That's probably the lowest I've seen in Jack in performances for Reading this season. But we know he can come back, but it's so much easier from now that Puskas is there. But are you still a little bit worried about the situation with Lucas Jao and his form? Yeah, I am worried, but he, he's tired. I think those penalties have definitely had a massive knock on his confidence. You were seeing him miss chances in previous games. And, you know, seeing Zhao playing for Sheffield Wednesday, I think someone on the on the Blackburn preview pod, they said, you know, Zhao is a, he's a confidence player, isn't he? When it's going for him, you know, he's running hot. And, you know, when it's not, he's just completely off the boil. And then he loses interest himself. You know, he's not really making those runs, putting himself out there. But I think Puskas's energy and enthusiasm and, you know, confidence was absolutely infectious tonight. Um, you know, not just Zhao, but the whole team has looked tired, um, you know, a bit devoid of confidence, maybe lacking ideas. But I think just having that one extra player to come into the side, add that bit of, bit of quality, the running just just made all the difference. And he worked really well up and up next to Zhao tonight. And, and hopefully having Puskas in the team alongside Zhao over the next couple of games will help him come back into form right when we need him. One thing I did find interesting about having Puskas in the team is um, that he wasn't lined up kind of as a, a second striker the entire time. There was definitely moments there in the first half where he kind of lined up in on the right-hand side and uh, almost played that kind of similar role to, to Mate was playing in the first half of the season, uh, like drifting inside when we had the ball. But then once we lost the ball, he kind of drifted back out wide and, and we switched around that kind of two up front to one up front a number of times in the first half. And it was it was interesting to see Pushkas kind of not being necessarily a central striker the entire match. Um 
and and playing different roles throughout. I think that was that was pretty interesting to see. And you know, if you've got a, a, just another another player who can play in multiple positions in that kind of attacking, you know, trio or quad. Um, I think it's it's great that we've got another goal scorer up there rather than a you know an Ajari or an Elise who might get three four goals a season each. Whereas Puskas really is a he's a finisher at heart, isn't he? And, you know, if he was to get ten or twelve goals a season, you wouldn't be surprised. And I think it's yeah, it's great that we've got another goal scorer in the team. Yeah, totally. And you look at the kind of the movement he has very early in the game from a Yadon cross, which is a fantastic cross into the box for Puskas. I don't think Puskas could do much more with the header, Jack. There, it's just a good save, isn't it? No, it's a, it's a great chance, and I mean that's just what having the extra extra body up there in the boxes. You know, if just Xiao in there, then it probably you know their defend, defender meets it and, it and it goes you know goes back the other way. But just having that extra body in the box just really creates that pressure, allows us to get get the balls in there early, maybe catching by surprise. And I think as well, kind of following on from Alex's point is that the, the slight tweak in the formation and the way we were playing I think just caught Blackburn a bit by surprise so I think that's the benefits of slightly changing the way that we're playing and actually being able to change the personnel which we haven't been able to for a long time but now that was a, that was a brilliant header and you know it just tests the keeper makes him think oh hang on a minute we're in, you know getting chances in for a game here so yeah that was a really great start from from Puskas and like I say a good cross from Yeardon. Yeah, we have kind of like a ridiculous effort from uh, George Puskas from his own half, which um, Alex mentioned, the one from Whitley. I think it was more from Pangborn, that one. Was so far <laughs> out, it was insane. But we go move on to the goal. Really good pressure from a player who's had a lot of... There's a lot going on in his life right now from Omar Richards. He's clearly going to move to Bayern Munich. It all seems to be happening. Um but he's still putting, a, I think, it's probably his best performances in the last two games that we've seen for quite a while. Maybe because that's all tidied up. We don't really know. But he dispossesses Harvey Elliott. Then Lucas Jow gets the ball. He doesn't do the greedy thing and shoot there. For a man who hasn't scored for quite a while, he could have easily done that. And Puskas has the relatively simple job, Alex, of putting that one away. Yeah, it's a not. It's not a straightforward finish. I think for Puskas, um, he's you know he's still twelve yards out, but he, he, yeah, uh, decent finish all the same. Um, good play by by Zhao, as you said, to to lay it off and not not take the shot on himself um, at an angle. And I think it's very easy for a striker there to you know try and just play it into the far corner and and basically look to get the goal themselves. But actually playing it across was obviously the more sensible option as we saw. Um, so that was that was decent play by Lucas Shaw to kind of keep his head up there and not just try and drive at goal and and go for the go for the finish himself. So that was that was decent to see. And as you said about uh, Omar Richards as well, a player who's probably put in one of his best performances of the calendar year, I would say, today. Um he really got up and down the line a lot and really pressured Blackburn high up the field quite a lot as well. Had probably what two or three shots as well, but I think both most of them were blocked. But um, yeah, his tackle on Harvey Elliott is twenty five yards from goal, perhaps, and that kind of was one of the main, I guess, not talking points, but definitely one of the main features of the game tonight is how high we were pressuring and trying to put Blackburn under pressure. Um, and obviously, it paid off at that point, but there was. There's a lot of moments in that game where we were pressuring the goalkeeper as well, and he looked incredibly dodgy with his feet. And 
it, there was yeah there was definitely more points in the game where we were pressuring them just high up the field and could have had more opportunities like that I think yeah I mean you've got to look at what we're doing through a whole of the game I think another player is really helping that press and that was Samedo I thought he actually is looking better and better in the position that he's now playing Jack no, he is looking very good. He, you know, he does like to go flying into those challenges, and I think one of them in the first half, yes, you know, had, had me worried for a second. But and I, and would you was, think if that was on a red in play, Jack? Would you say that was? Would you be saying mm, that could be a red card? You know, taking off the blue and white blinkers, or we've all got on. Yeah. Probably on on first viewing, you would you would appeal for it, but then. Then when you, you see the replay, you probably think, yeah, fair enough. But, it's, I mean, it's a definite yellow card. But, yeah, I, I think he does really well in there next to Laurent. You know, Shock is actually playing in his in his natural position. Um, yeah, I thought he had a really good game, did, did the simple things well. A few, few dodgy touches, kicking out for a corner, etc. But I think that's what we've come to expect from him. But, yeah, I think he looks he just looks at home next, in there next to Laurent and like I say, his natural position. I thought he, he had another really good game. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what, what Paunovic decides to do when, when Renan Moster is fit again. Obviously, we don't know when that is, whether he'll put him back out to the right, whether Samedo will come out, out of the team. But no, he's definitely proved his worth. And I think he's been, you know, a very good, you know, loan signing this season in terms of the utility player and fielding, you know, all over the pitch. But yeah, tonight was another another good performance. Yeah, sometimes he's been left in no man's land by Panovic, playing in positions where clearly don't suit him. Playing up front was never good for him. But we do possibly have some good news on the injury front from Panovic tonight, saying that both to mild soft tissue injuries for Morrow and Rhino, neither too bad, apparently. Now, what that means exactly, who knows? Who knows what exactly what that means? But let's hope that neither of them are out for the rest of the season. I don't think they will be. But that would be a real positive if we could get them back maybe in two or three weeks at the earliest there, Alex. What do you think? Um, so we've got a game this weekend and I think we've got a week. We've got no midweek game yeah, next week. week off, so yeah. Um, yeah. I think we've got three games left before the international break. Uh, I would probably not rush either of them back if we didn't have to. Um, we've got 12 games left. We're on, what, 57 now? If we win six games, we're going to be in the playoffs. Like uh, 75 points gets you into the playoffs 85% of the time. I think there's two two years in the last 15 or something like that when 75 points hasn't got you into the playoffs. And our next three games are Sheffield Wednesday, Forest and Birmingham, three teams all in the bottom eight. If ever there's a time to leave players like Morrison and Renamota out of the side when they're injured, it's probably now. I would much prefer to have them both fit after the international break um like fully fit raring to go after a muscle injury um as opposed to bringing them back too soon and finding out that morrison's going to have to be out for five games in the running or something like that so uh, it's a little concerning that they might miss a couple of games but if ever there's a time to miss a couple of games it's got to be against the teams who are you know back smack you know bang smack at the bottom of the table yeah, no, totally agree. And I gotta say, as soon as you said we're possibly, theoretically, six wins away from the playoff, I just felt six, pressure. Six wins. <laughs> just felt six, six wins from twelve and we'll make the playoffs. That's my oh, that's I my don't prediction. know about you, Jack, but I, I felt that. I was like, oh, that, that's a bit near. But how, it feels so about, tangible, doesn't it? <laughs> how about how about five wins and three draws, Paul? That that would also work. I don't care how we get there, Jack. <laughs> I mean uh, <laughs> it's kind of 
it's painful watching this at sometimes in the second half because it was when you look back at it, Blackburn didn't have many chances, but the mindset is kind of hold on now. And now that's 10 consecutive games when we haven't scored in the second half. That is an issue, isn't it, Joe? No, it, it definitely is a worrying trend. And yeah, I mean, as I said to you beforehand, the, the end to the Rotherham game and the end to the game tonight def definitely aged me. In terms of, you know, the, the injuries to Morrison and, and Renamote, as I was sort of saying, you know, Samajo's playing well, so you think that he could he could play in that position for a couple of games. Holmes came in tonight, was, you know, maybe a little bit shaky when he first switched over, but I think that's natural changing, you know, central defenders part of the way through the game. But then he really settled into that position. So if he prefers to play, play um, Liam Moore on the left-hand side, it could be a good opportunity for, for Holmes to play or alternatively bring, bring McIntyre into the team. But yeah, in terms of the points for the playoffs, I mean, I think it's going to be very tight because... You know, Cardiff tonight winning 4-0. They're on an absolutely amazing run. And then Bournemouth dropped off slightly, but picking it back up, obviously, they had a big win against Watford at the weekend. And then Barnsley, you know, got good results recently. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with those two tomorrow. But I've got a feeling it might, it might need a little bit more than that, Alex, which is slightly worrying with how much we've been hanging on, as you say, Paul, in the last couple of games. Yeah, I think you make a good point about Tom Holmes as well there because we didn't really notice that he was on the pitch. There was no, like, drop-off, was there, Alex? I didn't feel that, oh, we're really missing Morrison here because we were, I wouldn't say, up against it and kind of like constant Blackburn pressure. But they do have quality in their team still, as much as Blackburn fans haven't seen it recently. Yeah, they... Um... I guess they, they, they did have quality on the field, but they just didn't really show it, did they? Um, and it didn't really feel like Morrison had to do a lot. Um, it Maybe he got caught out of position once or twice in the, the kind of first 10 minutes after he came on, but nothing that didn't really result in any chance going against us particularly, um, which was good. And then the second half, yeah, didn't really notice him being on the field, in all honesty. Um it, I, which is only a good thing when he's come on as a substitution for, for Morrison. I think it's probably um, partially to do with how poor Blackburn were in terms of creating anything for themselves. So for all the ball they had, they were really quite poor in terms of actually making any chances. And we kind of discussed the fact that they, they really, they only had a, they had a couple of half chances, but no, you know, nothing major throughout the whole game. And part of that is going to be how, to, you know, down to how we defended, but I think they just, they really struggle and they look so low on confidence. Um, um, Tony Mowbray's interview after the game seems seems to be a, a sign that he doesn't have much longer left at Blackburn. Um, and for all, he kind of gets praise from, you know, opposition fans. It seems like Blackburn fans are kind of fed up and done with him now. Yeah, I can understand that they've been in terrible form on the other thing. I don't think Blackburn fans are expecting to win the league or anything, but they're expecting a little bit more than Tony Mowbray's now been there four years, I think. So he's been given a fair kind of like opportunity. What we also saw in the second half was the traditional throwback to the beginning of the season. T-Mac coming on and playing in centre midfield. Now, <laughs> I love T-Mac, but I don't know about you, Jack. It just makes me slightly nervous when I see that situation. Yeah, I agree to an extent, but I think... You know, we know he's very good on the ball. He, he can he can pass it, play it into feet. I remember earlier in the season when he was playing in midfield against QPR, he did that back heel for then Elise to score that, yes. that streamer. So, 
Great uh, saying, Black, Blackburn were having a lot of the ball. And I think, arguably, if you sit back too much and let them get too close to the goal, then that can maybe play into their hands a little bit. We needed to try and win that midfield battle, get the get the ball under control. I mean, not that we really did that much, but arguably going to the three at the back, you almost invite them onto you, you know, a bit too much, and just having that stopper in front just to provide that extra extra line of of defence and that those those blocks and the tackles. I thought, so I didn't really notice Team Mac when he came on either. <laughs> like that last twenty minutes just went by slowly, but nothing really really seemed to happen. But yeah, I think it was a, a bit of a strange move, but we know that he's good on the ball and he can he can offer so he can offer something in that position. So like I say, it'd be interesting to see who's who starts next to Moore on the weekend, whether he he goes with Holmes because he thinks, you know, he's the right sided and Liam Moore's always on the left. But at the same time Liam Moore is right footed. So it'd be interesting to see if he, he sticks T Mac in there next to him. I think one thing about uh, McIntyre coming on tonight is that Blackburn, for the first 20, 25 minutes of that second half, they had all of the ball. They must have had 80% of possession. Um, and it did feel like we were trying to bring McIntyre on just to calm the game down a bit because every time we put it forwards to Jao Puskas, the ball just came straight back at us. And I think it worked for about five minutes. Um, and then Reading kind of just settled into this kind of pattern of we'll sit back in our own penalty area and just let you attack us. Um, and the last 15 minutes or so of the game was pretty much just attack versus defense. And every time we got the ball, it was punted long to George Puskas, who was stood near the halfway line um, and then just came straight back at us. It, I think as a tactic, it logically, I think it kind of made sense to take off Shao for, for McIntyre, but in reality, it just it didn't it didn't quite work. I think as as Panovic was kind of hoping for it to to play out. Yeah, I think someone else who we should point out to play well tonight was Ovi Ajaria. I think some of the moments, kind of like especially and this is not like really wise in the team, but at the end when he was holding the ball in the corner with his legs that seemed to go on forever. I mean, the man has got an extendable leg. I'm sure he has, but it's quite incredible. I do feel that he had a real key role in tonight's match and Blackburn players just kept on bringing him down and giving away yellow cards, which is working well. But on the flip side, Michael Lee's set pieces tonight weren't great. He was good otherwise, but it was a bit disappointing from that sense, Jack. Mm, yeah, I think... You know, those floated balls into the box as a defender, you're quite happy just to come and meet those and knock those away. Where if you're putting it in with pace or, you know, into that corridor of uncertainty, then that's when, when you're really struggling. So I think, yeah, Elise is going to have to try and change that up for the next game. But yeah, Jari was absolutely fantastic tonight. His, his footwork, as we know, is magical. He played, you know, really well in terms of helping create some chances at the end they're wasting the time but also I think something that goes under the radar is how much actually running back and helping Omar Richards or whoever's the fullback is as soon as you see that they're sort of right back charging down the pitch he's there right behind them and I think that's one of the main reasons why he doesn't get taken off instead of you know Elise or one of the other attacking players because he really does offer us kind of that defensive protection and then yeah a lot will say going forward with his footwork and yeah winning the corners and just wasting that bit of time yeah he was he was brilliant again tonight and I think he's really sort of played himself into form the past couple of games 
I thought he went a bit off the boil start of the new year, but he's he's really sort of coming to his own now. And yeah, you can't see him coming out of the team for the rest of the year, can you? No, I can't see that at all. But we got to remember that moment at the end of the kind of like almost going into injury time. Puskas is right in the core of the pitch. Blackburn player thinks he's going to get the ball away, no problem. He just gets it off the Blackburn player and we win a corner. And Puskas <laughs> celebrates. And that kind of summed up his whole hunger for the 90 minutes tonight. For me, I think that was his best ever performance in a Redden shirt. I know he scored goals in other games, but to me, he looked like he convinced me. I'd want him. And if you're an opposition team watching him, you think he looks good. I want him in my team. And that's the feeling I want about all the players. I'm really happy that he's giving that to me. But did you enjoy that moment, Jack, as well? Yeah, well, you know, he, he was he was brilliant. The, the whole game, as we said earlier, his, his confidence. But, you know, any the one thing that fans want to see is just the effort and the desire. And he had that in absolute abundance tonight. Um, yeah, his energy. And yeah, at the end, just just brilliant. You just you just love it. You see him celebrating yeah. the corner. You just know those, those minutes are, are ticking down. And yeah, we would have been enjoying that if we were in the ground tonight. And yeah, he, he gave a very good interview afterwards as well. I think you mentioned earlier saying that he's, he's missed goals like bread and water. It's just typical <laughs> discuss, isn't it? He just lives for scores. He's happy to get his goal. And, you know, the, the team's the team's doing well and he, it's just great to see him being a part of it again and you know just having that passion and that fire and that's all that's all we want from him I think that's the biggest criticism of him sometimes doesn't look like he's quite doing enough running or putting in that effort but tonight he was just absolutely fantastic you're right if the crowd was there tonight there would have been a big cheer at that moment and all the fans would have seen the celebration and they would have had the extra link I know we're watching it at home but it's not the same is it I mean Oh, here we go then. So, moving on to the next three matches we've got. We start with Sheffield Wednesday. How do you think that one's going to go, Jack, on Saturday? Well, you say it's a winnable game, but then we've had games against Millwall and Borough where you thought they could win and also Wickham, but probably not as easy as it would have been because they've they've changed their manager now. Darren Moore, bit of a shock, to be honest, leaving Doncaster in the playoffs to go to Sheffield Wednesday. But you'd imagine he'd have them quite fired up. I don't think they played tonight, but they're playing tomorrow. So I have to keep an eye on on how on how they get on, but I think it's going to be a tough game. But I think I think we're legit again. You know, a one or a two one, one one goal in it. Although because maybe they're a bit poor opposition than Blackburn, maybe a two nil. I'll go, I'll go for. So then we got Forest and Birmingham after those. What do you think will be the points total we'll get from those three games? You'd like to say at least seven points, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with seven. I'll be optimistic. I'll go with seven. And then what are you going to say, Alex? Uh, I'm going to go with six. If we get six points, I'll be pretty happy. Um, nine points, be delighted. I think nine points will be setting ourselves up pretty much to be in in the mix for the playoffs there are thereabouts on, right we get three wins on your maths alex would only be three away from the playoffs i'm telling if you now six need wins. Seven, if it ended up that we need seven points seven wins instead of six and we don't make it this is going to come up you know that don't you <laughs> i mean bournemouth are on 52 and they've got 13 games left so they can get to 81 that's only that means they'd have to win all like, their games but that means they'd have to win all their games but two so I don't see yeah. that happening. No, but I think you're yeah. right. I six wins. Really right. Six wins. That that I think okay. that's enough. 
I'm going to say that we're going to pick up seven points. I want to go with Jags. I think I don't think we're going to lose to any of those teams, and I'm already regretting saying that. But <laughs> thanks a lot for joining us today, and uh, we'll be back with a pre-match preview for our game against Sheffield Wednesday. That should be out on Friday afternoon. But we can all savor another midweek win. It's only our third of the season at home at the Medeski. Oh, heart! That was a real heart test of those last five minutes. But thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs>